Hello, welcome to another McLaren Fans podcast. Uh, joining me in this episode is Andy Robinson. Say hello, Andy. Hello. Oh, hold on there. Hold on there. You meant to say hello to me first. What happened? <laughs> I just thought I'd mix things up. Upgrades. That's well, I'm happened. confused. I'm just confused. So that's an upgrade. Andy's an upgrade of me. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> he's like he's like a woman with a bit extra, so therefore he's an upgrade. Yeah, is well, that what we're saying? I'll, I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> um, say hello, Sarah. I'm not talking to you. All right. <laughs> That's going to be a good podcast, then, isn't it? I'm only joking. Hello, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, on today's agenda, we've got Silverstone Weekend. Once again, we've got the fastest pit stop. The OKX event in Manchester, and anything else that we bring up as we go along. So let's jump into it. Silverstone weekend, the knee. So who wants to kick off? Me. I got there first. Go on then. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't get there first because Andy was camping. But but I went on Friday only, so I will I will just say a little bit about Friday only. So as I alluded to on the last podcast, because of my awful Imola trip and how it never really happened. I bought hospitality in the Brooklyn Suites. So I was opposite where the stage was. I could see the Wellington Strait. I could see the corners and over to Luffield. And and, and it's, it's a really good bit, especially when you're watching the hot laps. And now I'm sure everyone listening knows that Pirelli do hot laps, that the drivers and other people from the team take celebrities and fans around on these hot laps. It was really good watching it from where we were because there were a few that did a bit of a spin and a bit of a wiggle, um, but also very good for watching the F, F2, the F3 and the F1 practice um, and the Porsches as well. So we had a we had a really good day with a bit of Brad Pitt added in. You know, we, we knew he came past us a few times. We had a really good day. We had a really good view. We had our banners up. I had my my I love Google google wheels and we also had a mclaren doggo banner up which we did to to try and uh, surprise mclaren doggo so that that he was on tour with us um but no, i really enjoyed it really great day walked over to the fan zone afterwards met up with lots of people and uh, got my got my got my silverstone buzz yeah did you um have your oscar pastry sign up somewhere i took it with me i carried it around people saw it by the stage people yeah. had photos with it as well i thought that was quite cool it's not nice. can i have a photo with you sarah mary it's can i have a photo with your giant croissant please you know that's uh, <laughs> that was quite nice but um but yeah so, it was it was good friday was good but i don't think we looked fast no the, well, we didn't we we weren't that's why um but if you notice that pretty much in fp1 and fp2 everything that we were doing had flurries on it. Yeah. Yes. We were got a very nice a picture of the car and it looked like it had sneezed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was following, I was at Track as well, so I was following along on the McLaren app and they were saying not a lot about Oscar with any um, fuel leaks or uh, uh, liquid leaks. Well, I don't even know what he went on on Friday morning, but he had an issue with something going on. And they did say, though, that he'd got the new upgrades after an initial batch. So he, he had all the old up all the old uh, bodywork the new upgrades the flow vids and uh, hydraulically that's what it was all on P- fp1 and he took all that in his stride and i love that 
for mm. a rookie to go through that amount of what could be a mess to a, to a session and to walk out of that and walk into FP2 and then what happened to the rest of the weekend, I, I think that shows tremendous mental strength. I'm sure I, I read think somewhere. so too. I think so too. But I think he's in a better position than if they were new upgrades that no one had seen on track. I think knowing that Lando had done well with them the previous race weekend gave him some confidence. We know this works. And therefore, maybe maybe that helps. You know, maybe not, but I would it would help me, certainly. It's Sorry, Andy, I thought Toby. It's all right. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think I read somewhere that he didn't get the front wing, though. That's next. I'll bring them to parity in Hungary. 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 Oh, wow, that, that's a lot of promise. Budapest. <laughs> Budapest. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I. The, the chrome, though, like we saw the chrome for the first time in person in yeah. that sunlight going around the track. And from the right side angle, a lot of that car was covered in chrome. Mm. Yes. From the top, not quite so much, but from the right side angle. And when that sun hit it, it yeah, that just looked amazing i i was 100%. absolutely in love with that and especially lando's helmet being chrome as well it was just a shiny glinting bit of Kit Kat wrapper going around the it, it looked amazing i loved it i really did um and even people that i was standing near who weren't mclaren fans were saying they thought in my words that it looked shit hot so you know yeah. i think that's that's good when you've got people that aren't a fan of your team not going and they're going oh that looks good then you know it's good that's what i think yeah i think it looked much better on track and live than any of the sort of muckle pictures that we saw or anything like that it certainly um it certainly sparkled in more ways than one hey i love what you it did was... there andy that's good it was stunning and <laughs> you were there saturday as well weren't you uh yeah I, I went along friday and saturday um i think we all, we all had very different kinds of experiences at Silverstone, probably, you know, ranging from, um, you know, some quite impressive experiences down to GA tickets, which I had. Now, it was what I would say, and what you might not have seen from where you guys were, is that on Friday, normally Friday is quite nice, easy, chilled out day. You can get around the track pretty easily. It's not so busy and everything else like that. This Friday was as busy as a race day. Two it looked years. rammed, mate. It, it was absolutely, absolutely chocker. Um, and then Saturday ramped it up even more to the point where you thought, this is like race day. It's just crazy. And yeah. it was no surprise to me when they, I think they said there was 480,000 people had been there yeah. over the yep. weekend. Yep. Yeah. You think about that, what, five years ago when they used to say the attendance was around about 2,000 less, uh, 200,000 less than that. Yeah. It's a hell of a job. You still had to queue for the toilets then, so imagine what it was like this time. <laughs> so we got there Wednesday night and we were camping in Whittlebury, uh, my parents, my boyfriend, myself and my sister. And it was busy Wednesday night. Like, it was Friday levels of busy on Wednesday night. I walked up to the track at 12 o'clock at night because I wanted to see the route to the track. And there were people like, not tens of people there were 50 people just walking around the perimeter road not even in the track just walking around the outside it was busy um if for people that uh, haven't been before on a saturday if you've got a grandstand ticket on the sunday you can go sit in any grandstand on the saturday but that was a nightmare like, you <laughs> couldn't just go in for qualifying on saturday 
I, I got through the entry barrier at seven o'clock and got over to Beckett's and got seats for me and my family. And uh, my parents aren't great at moving, so they're on mobility scooters, so they came in for what they could. And we saved four seats all of Saturday so my parents could come in and my sister and my boyfriend could come in as well. And it was rammed. Honestly, we were in Beckett's, so a great view, amazing view from Beckett's. You can understand why people pay for that grandstand. Um, but come the rain came down and suddenly everyone was sitting on every available space. There were people standing all the way up the rows of um, seating and standing in, in, in the aisles. It was insane. The number of people that should have had access to a grandstand seat and they just, we ran out of them. Um, and if, if you look at Maggots and Beckett, so you're looking down towards Cops, you, you see the cars going left, right, left, right, left, right. And it's a beautiful sight, high speed, quick change of direction. It used to be GA at the end of that. So you could stand on the bank and you could just, with a normal cheap ticket, you could stand and watch the best corners in Formula One. They've got to put a stand there and they're charging a lot of money for that stand. I, I, I don't think there was a, the GA area, and a urine GA on Friday. You'll, you'll tell us. I think they reduced that so much that it just rammed every yeah. single so area out. A lot of places where you would normally stand for GA, so Luffield, for instance, um, they put a stand up there. Like you say, yeah. they put one down at the end of Beckett's and stuff like that. Um, and even I, saw down... an, I, I was going to say, I saw another example as we walked back from the centre of the track over the bridge to the stage. Normally you could stand either side on the grass, either side of the bridge there. And that was fenced off and had a load of picnic tables in it. And that was called the Wellington Hospitality Area. So every every conceivable inch of space is now being sold off for as much money as it can be. You also used to have GA where all of the, the David Coulthard houses, as I call them, are, you know, where they're building these pods. Yes. And that's all gone as well. So it does you could, feel you could like... actually walk down the front of those could you? and see you the could. track from in front of them. But you yeah. also, my impression is that that will be closed off when they finish. Well, obviously, because if I bought a 200 grand house, I wouldn't expect you standing in front of it, Andy. No, how, much did you say they were? <laughs> how much did you say they were? I think a couple of hundred grand if you want to lease them. I've not no, looked think, at how much they was, are to I buy. I think it was nearer a million. You could buy that. You could you could lease one for so many years, and and that's the one I looked at. But I didn't look at it seriously. I hasten to add, I examined yeah. the pricing. I didn't mean I but looked at it. When Silverstone announced those houses, everyone assumed, myself included, that they were going to demolish that great viewing platform, and they were going to get rid of that area where GA could stand and look. And in credit to them, there is five meter wide footpath there that you can stand and you can look out, and it's still GA. But Andy, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time those houses are open, that is a yeah, private yeah. viewing area. You'll have to go around the back, I think. And but... and and I wouldn't want to criticise the Hilton, Andy, because I know that you've got a love affair with Hilton, and I know that you had a very enjoyable time up on the roof. See, I sang there at the Hilton. I, I know, I know that. But in general, having the Hilton on the straight has taken a bit away from fans as well, hasn't it? You know. If you spent a gazillion Hilton points on being there, and but the average human being, unless they win a competition or have points like that, probably isn't ever going to go in that hotel 
during an F1 weekend, I'm going to have to go on a non-F1 weekend <laughs> when it's when it's 120 quid, you know, and there's nothing on so, track. But I mean, I'll, I'll hit that on right odds. So I, I have to travel a lot for business and I, I'm at a level where I can say I'm only staying in Hilton's and I get the points for Hilton's, so therefore I can <laughs> go to McLaren Experiences. And, and that's part of the um, offset. I, I have to travel, I have to stay in hotels, I get the McLaren things. But so me and my boyfriend were on the roof of the Hilton for Friday. And it was sorry, the... sorry, sorry, up on the roof. We were up it. on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be very honest, if I'd paid for those tickets, I would have been really disappointed. Because, By value. Yeah. The yeah. the way that they let you look, it was all there was a massive sheet of glass that was higher than I am tall, and I'm six foot odd tall. So mm. you you were trapped behind glass to start with. The, it was only probably 15 meters long at most. And there were a good 60, 70 of us there. So we got there early because I'm a nerd. And I sat right at the front, right on the, <laughs> on the very front. But there were people two, three rows behind us. And they would have paid for a ticket that would have cost a lot of money. And they couldn't see very much at all. Because if you weren't in the front, you couldn't see the track. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be like a balcony with sort of waist height glass. I didn't know you were in a little goldfish bowl up there. Yeah. The Red Bull platform on floor two of the Hilton, where they had a skate ramp and all that was going on. Now, that had a cracking view. That saw a lot. Um, I'd rather pay money and go and wear my McLaren gear in a Red Bull event, but um, yeah. <laughs> so your your mum and dad also stayed there for, for a night, didn't they? Again, with your points. So can you tell me what their room was like? Because I'm just interested. Is it, is it just like a basic Hilton or was there anything special about it? Um, so my parents, uh, yeah, I put my parents up on Friday, Thursday and Friday night at Hilton, and they had a bog standard room. There was nothing special about it at all. Um, they were viewing the car park, so yeah. they didn't get to view the track. Uh, but the beautiful thing is they did get to have breakfast and dinner up on the rooftop. And the uh, really the beautiful room. thing is that um, the, the key people from the team were staying at the hotel. And the key people from the team involved both drivers. And my mum and dad got to meet Oscar Piastri. And I now, couldn't be more made up for them. I'm I jealous as hell. I tell you. I know, I know. And I've seen this picture. And the best bit about this picture is Andy's mum is not looking at the camera at all. Oscar's looking at the camera. And Andy's mum's just looking at Oscar. She's not posing for the picture. She's just sort of staring at him. Uh, I'd encourage you to share that, Andy, because I think that's a particularly nice picture. There you go. So she's like, oh, my God, it's Oscar Piastri. She's totally oblivious to the fact she's having a photo taken. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you uh, can actually see the glass in the background there that Andy was talking about. So that's that's interesting to see as well. Yeah, so the glass literally runs at that level. Yeah. yeah. I bet that's got a lot of fingerprints on it by the end of the day and breathing marks as well. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I was so made up for my mum and uh, my dad. They had a, a cracking event weekend, but I was so jealous when I heard they met Oscar. So I was, um, I didn't get to, to do any of that exciting kind of hospitality stuff. Um, no, but you, you did good stuff too. It was just a different experience. So it was tell a us different about experience. yours. Now, um, you, you met a lot of papaya fans, didn't you? Andy? I did. Yeah. yeah. We gave away a few caps. We had some people turn up and kind of chat to them. And it actually, that was really good to meet some new people, some people that I've talked to on Twitter for quite a while. And you know, part of the papaya family, I would say, and certainly to meet them in real life is, you know, a, 
a really good thing. And and to share sort of, uh, you know, these these guys and girls are all regular listeners and interact with the podcast. So to give something back was was pretty good. And um, yeah, it was good fun. Um, uh, what I didn't really kind of uh, sort of plan for was on the Saturday when I was trying to tweet whereabouts I was, absolutely zero mobile signal. <laughs> Well, it was overwhelmed, no doubt, yeah, wasn't it? But so, there you go. One thing, I, uh, one thing I was going to ask you, Andy, and I certainly felt that I saw both Andys, I felt that I saw this on the Friday, was that as I looked at the grandstand, although there was a lot of fluorescent yellow that was clearly for another English driver, I saw so much papaya, I saw yes. so much Lando gear, and I really felt like, yeah, it might be a bit drive to survive here again, I have to say it, but I really felt like there were a lot of McLaren fans there. Did you feel the same when you were walking about? Yeah, I could certainly. There was plenty of people wearing McLaren stuff. If you went back to sort of like Honda and stuff like that when we were the Honda years. <laughs> we were the only people there wearing those yeah, tops. Yeah. Everybody was in Merck <laughs> stuff and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, I think it's I think it's more of um, maybe a little less more of the McLaren thing, but a more of the let's get behind the British drivers. Uh, yep. You know, I Agreed. equally saw plenty of people wearing George merchandise as well. Um, yep. But Lando and, and Lewis, pretty much the most popular of the British drivers there. Um, I did see a few Red Bull fans as well, or Max fans wearing orange and not papaya. Not so, papaya, um, yeah. You know, do, uh, do you think we've hit that tipping point between Lando and Lewis? I might be biased here thinking that I, I think it's just Lando was getting a lot of very, very loud cheers. Yeah, and equally, I think, you know, equally Lewis got as just as much in the stands as far as what I, you know, my experience was. Um It's not as it's not as cut and dried and, and and as black and white as being a Ferrari fan or being a Merck fan or something like that. Yeah. I feel that my friends at Mercedes fans, they were all saying, Oh, Lando did well and they were cheering Lando as well because yeah. You know, if nothing else, you can cling to the fact there's a Mercedes engine in that car, right? So there's a link. I got the feeling that these, these being a fan of both could coexist quite nicely. Like I say, it wasn't like there were two anti-teams that you wouldn't mix. I um I had a bit of lovely moment with McLaren Twitter during the weekend. They went out on the Thursday and they gave a fan uh, access to the um, paddock. And mm. there was a couple of fans. It was like their first Grand Prix and stuff. And I was looking at it thinking, how amazing is that for your first Grand Prix to get an invite to the paddock and to see the McLaren in the backstage? And it's amazing. And then I thought 10 years ago, like, or during the Honda years, we'd all have known the face of that McLaren fan because there would have been 12 of us at the race and we'd have seen yeah. the 12 hats walking we'd have around. Been, oh, look, there's Fred in the paddock. Yeah. Yeah. But now, <laughs> literally every fourth or fifth hat is a McLaren hat and you just see papaya all over the place and i absolutely love that um it's yeah. very different to what it used to be and it's I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the other big difference that i saw families yeah yes lots families. of lots of people with young children who and it, it seemed to be the young kids that were all lando fans and stuff like that so yeah um you know it's good to, whether they've been dragged along by their parents and then wear this hat you know that kind of thing. Who knows? But um, you know there was you certainly will be a McLaren fan. Yeah, there's certainly um, you know plenty of sort of families there enjoying the the. I would assume enjoying the whole weekend or things like that. But you know, and and the, 
when you think of it like that, you, it's a, it's a, you know, maybe people have sacrificed their holidays to do that because it's going well, to cost is, an absolute fortune. This yeah. is something I was naturally going to say to to you. So we all we all moan about Silverstone, right? We've all moaned yep. about it for many years because we've always thought that compared to other races, it was a rip. There's better entertainment now and things like that, but clearly the ticket prices are being upped. There's this membership. There's the dynamic Ryanair pricing. There's, you know, the inner circle ticket parking. Add it all up suddenly. It's it's a lot of money, right? But people are still going. And and I discussed this with some of my sort of Mercedes fan friends that were there. And we I said, you know, you can have a much better experience going away. We said it as well, didn't we, Andy? We said we could have a much better experience going away, going off to another country, going to Barcelona, going to Hungary, going somewhere. And yet we all end up back at Silverstone every year. So my question is, why do you think that is? Well, I can drive there. <laughs> but we all moan about it. We moan about the price yeah. of a burger. We moan about the ticket. And, we, and, and you know, if you don't like something in life, generally you vote with your feet and say, right, so, I've had enough of this. Yeah. I'm but not entertaining you, you anymore. You know, you know, if you're going <laughs> to go in and complain that it's cost you £14 for burger and chips and, you know, things like that, or, you know, it, it, you're at the wrong kind of experience then. We all know yeah. there that is was like just an e- That was just an example, because what I'm trying to say to you is, is that everything at Silverstone is expensive. Yeah, it's yeah, 60 so, winter park, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So yeah, I so. hated the ticketing system this year. And I said to my folks, I said to my boyfriend, I said to loads of people, we're not going next year because Silverstone have ruined that whole experience. Mm. I drove away from Silverstone this year planning next year's Silverstone trip. Ah, see. Knowing see? full well it's going to be horrendous on pricing. But um, I was talking to one of the race makers on Saturday when I was saving seats in the grandstand. And he had uh, an eight-week-old daughter and his wife was bringing them along. They had to get a ticket, buy a ticket for the eight-year-old, eight-week-old daughter to start with. But he was saying that on Friday... Buy a ticket for a baby. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave that one. I'll leave that one aside because I, I don't fact you know that. It's just what he told me. Um, yeah, but he was saying yeah. on the Friday there were no queues for the vendors behind Beckett's because people weren't spending the money at the vendors because they'd spent it all on their ticket and they were taking sandwiches in with them. Yeah, and now that's, that's a good the point. And a lot of my camping friends were filling up their bags with cans of cider and bringing stuff in, and then they'd only have one meal a day in the evening meal. And they'd, they'd, you know, accounted for having, you know, the giant Yorkshire pudding by the stage. Um, yeah. But, yeah, otherwise, all with day gravy. long, you could bring with, with lots of gravy. Particularly would have appealed to you. I think you could have got in it and swam like a swimming pool full of yeah. gravy. It was that big. <laughs> but, you know, that was that was that was 14 quid or however, however much it was well spent because that was yeah. a meal and a half, you know. So that, that segues rather nicely to... Um, kind of if we're talking about still talking about the weekend experience um before we get on to talk about the race itself i guess um i went to the mclaren stroke okx event in manchester you didn't stroke okx did you <laughs> i hope not andy i thought that looked brilliant in the pictures you tweeted right amazing it was it was rammed it was rammed with people Mostly McLaren fans. Yes, there was some Ferrari and Mercedes and Aston fans sneaked in. 
it was a brilliant event and so to, a good to be old clear, yeah it was free to go to it was free to go in it was put on by okx one of our sponsors in conjunction with mclaren and right. all you had to do was register for a ticket am i right yes but not only that if you got there and you took a photograph or whatever posted on social media with mclaren and okx in it they give you a free mclaren cap Awesome. I'm never, you know, I'm never going to pass that up. So, yeah. No. Did you get an adult size hat? I did get it, yes. (laughs) Unlike the youth size hats that I've seen to buy. Um, (laughs) But uh, not only that, they had like a simulator sort of F1 game type thing set up with a fastest lap chart. They had bits of the front wing all with OKX on and stuff like that, obviously. They had a driver's... um, suit and helmet lando's suit and helmet with the okx sponsor on it and various little bits and parts of cars and things like that and not only that they had about seven or eight quizzes throughout the thing and it really was like kind of you know right let's get some of the kids up on the stage ask them a question the winner mclaren key ring and this and that and the other and then there was a couple of um uh ones where um you know the questions were a little bit harder but you won a tour of the mtc now as a fan event and a mclaren event brilliant i mean what made it much better obviously is what happened in the race itself but um i I was lucky enough to to grab one of the mclaren staff there not literally um and have a bit of a chat with them and uh this guy works in McLaren, but he works on the partnership side of it. So I was giving him, you know, I was saying, this is brilliant. We need to do more of this as a team. We need to put, you know, even if they do it two or three times a year in various places around the country, not just in Manchester, let's say yeah, Birmingham, yeah. Uh, do one in London, do one in Birmingham, do one in Manchester, do one in Glasgow, right? Glasgow. Absolutely cover the country. Most people can get to one then. Fantastic. And, you know, as a as a fan, it's great watching with other fans. 100%. There was two levels, so there was two massive screens. Um, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I think it was a um, a really well put on event. And uh, af- uh, well, basically, as I've getting back this week, I've sent McLaren an email to kind of convey that and convey the the, the thoughts that you know we need to do more of these things and. Um, you know, get more fans involved, a bit more fan engagement, which is what we all want. It's what I love amazing. about that is that you said it was busy, that it was packed. And I'd love to go to something like that as a as a host or something, you know. If you think about us a lot of super fans, all the stuff we know and, and all the things we'd want to get involved in, come on, McLaren, you could use us. You could have us at the OKX event and we'd go along and uh, help you run it. You know, that would be absolutely fabulous. Yeah, they probably need subtitles for me. <laughs> no, because you were in the land of the northern people, so they might have understood you. <laughs> I, I think it, it's absolutely brilliant that one of our well, our principal partner put that on for free yeah. for fans yeah. to come together. Such a demonstration of the, the, the culture of OKX, really, I think. And, it's, it's brilliant and it's a huge financial commitment for them as well remember that they're paying out a lot of money whether it whether people turn up or not and whether we do 
well in the race or not, you know. So, so it's a big commitment. And the only winners from that are the fans. Yeah. Yes, from a marketing point of view, they have things they wish to achieve. But that doesn't really matter to us, does it? Because at the end of the day, you get together with other fans, you get to watch a race. It's it's great. You know, I, I think it's brilliant. Right. So let's talk about the race then. Oh, did something happen? <laughs> you could yeah. hear the opening lap cheer from anywhere in this country, I swear. I could hear life. it here. I could hear it. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> like as if you were watching, um, I don't know, maybe England score a goal in the World Cup final. It was... Yeah, when you could uh, hear it out the windows all the way around. Yeah. Yep. It was um, just like that. Yep. And it, you know what was... So, yeah, so, right, okay, so we did, you know, Friday, we're like, okay, I'm thinking, right, if we get a top 10 finish here for both cars, I'm thinking it's a pretty good weekend for us. Upgrades yep. are starting to work. There's it was progress. That's what I was looking at. Saturday, we went top in Q1, and I'm thinking, oh, well, it might just be because it's a bit of a slick, uh, you know, slippy track. Yeah, um, it's the weather, and we, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we went top in Q2, and I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> and then to get the um, P2 and P3, I was like, right, God, we're we're doing all right. But then you know, as as we do, as we do, we're thinking maybe our one lap pace is brilliant, but our race yeah. pace is going to be, yeah, you know, yeah. We all make of, excuses, don't we? We're just gonna, <laughs> you know, we're gonna start really well on the front and then just drop back, end a, up, a little end bit. up in eleventh or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then to kind of like. In the race itself, not only did Lando uh, pass Max, but Oscar nearly got him as well. Mm. Yep. We stayed in front of him for four laps. Now, let's be honest, Max is yep. just going to fly past at some point and just. But he didn't. For me, he didn't like break out of that massive, massive gap. It wasn't like he was thirty seconds down the road. Exactly. Was it, you know? Yeah, it was you know eight nine seconds, and we were managing our tires after that. After Max got past us. Lando kept him in DRS for a long time. Yes. He was within yeah. one second for a lot of laps, and that kept Piastri pulled up as well. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, George was on softs, wasn't he? We were on mediums at that point. Yeah, yeah. And we were going faster on a worse grade of tire, effectively, yeah. than the car behind us with the same engine. That shows yeah. what the upgrades are. Doing. Well, how many other drivers said that we were in a rocket ship this weekend? Yeah. In all their interviews, they will go, did you see the McLaren? Like, yeah. And that's yeah. that's the thing that gives me hope that, you know, we might go to Budapest, Hungary, Hungara Ring, whatever we call it this week, um, and not do quite as well as Silverstone. But, you know, different tracks and everything else like that. But I think we've now got a car that can be up there. Yeah. I think it know, shows for and, sure that the upgrades have made bit. a difference. Yeah. 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 And, you know... Well, can I ask an honest question, Zoe? When we pitted under the safety car and we yeah. were the only team to put hards on, everyone else went softs. Yeah. Did you what, see what Twitter at that point? What are you doing, McLaren? What are you doing? And I'm thinking, hang on there, guys. Then Zach's on the pit wall on the sky and they're saying, well, we've looked at the data and there's very little difference between them. Yeah. And I'm thinking, they, they, they haven't just done this wrong. We haven't accidentally put the wrong tyres on. <laughs> We've intentionally gone with these tyres. Keep faith. Yeah. Um, I think I tweeted the, uh, the little Ted Lasso, believe in McLaren. Yeah, believe, exactly. You know, exactly. If, if people, people were putting, McLaren have thrown this race away. Well, 
we didn't, did we? Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, we we got the fastest pit stop this weekend. It was two point two yes. seconds. So I know. You know that's good. I always like to. Uh, I might complain about the pit stops, but there you go. A bit of kudos to the pit stop team. Huge, yeah. Um, so, and I did notice pit... that on the DHL um, above the pit garages, it had yes, the fastest pit stop, which is ours above our garage from last year, and I was like, yes. Oh, nice. After we did pit, we held off George and Lewis. Like Oscar and Lando held off George and Lewis. Yeah. And then yeah. a couple of laps in. It wasn't in us. After... We weren't driving, Andy. No, it wasn't we... us. Not, yeah. not yet. <laughs> uh, then a couple of laps in after the initial like uh, fast laps burn off, we pulled away. And yeah. the McLaren on a hard tyre pulled away from the Mercedes on a soft tyre. That's yep. completely wrong end of the spectrum for both of them. Yeah. What's, what's your one thing you're sad about this weekend? And I'm going to give you mine first and see if you Go agree. for it. My one thing I'm sad about this weekend is that I think Oscar did a cracking job. I think he was driving really well. And I think it was just unfortunate that with the safety car, he missed out and ended up in fourth. He should have been on the podium. He did nothing wrong with his driving. It was just the way the pit stops came out. Would you agree? I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm going to disagree. Because oh no! I'm, because I'm not sad about that. Because I'm happy about it. Because it's shut up a lot of people who've gone on about how crap he's been and how he's not good and everything else. Like well, that. we've all been sitting been... there going, "Well, you know, he's been within, a, you know, this of, you know, qualified Neil Lando. He's done all right in the races, and sometimes his qualifying has kind of put him in a bit of a difficult position. But speed-wise, he's proved everything, and this weekend." Prove that again with bells on. So I just would have liked you. him to have got the third place that I think he deserved. You I know, agree. Lando kept saying in all the interviews, Oscar should have been up on the podium with me. And I, I just want it for the record to say, I think Oscar deserved that. Yeah. He would have, yeah. When McLaren put the team radio through saying to Oscar, maintain position, you know, fight Lando, put away as a team. Yeah. Smartest move we made all weekend. I mean, we made a lot of smart moves. But that it was like was... it was like Top Gun or the Red Arrows or something. Oh. You know, we're we're moving forward together. Go as a team, do it as a team, yeah. and we'll win as a team. We'll get all them points as a team. We'll progress as a team. Loved it, yeah. Andy. What what was your room takeaway from the weekend? Um, my takeaway, a food, a food takeaway. Yeah, it was cheese pasty, <laughs> mate. It was lovely. Yeah, was <laughs> I knew it would be. Um. <laughs> Um, can I well, can I just quickly say something before the end? If you got to be if very very time. quick, I mean like I know I can quick. see. I have I have got a spare program that I picked up in hospitality. I would like people to tweet us what their highlight of the weekend was, and then I will pick one and I will give it away and send it to you. Fantastic! Let's do that. There you go. Um, quick. On that, no. Um, if you'd like to join us as a fan on a future podcast recording, then also give us a shout. We talked to quite a few fans this weekend. And, um, you know, it would be really nice if some of you could join us, have a bit of a chat with us. Especially if you're not called Andy. That would help. Yeah, yeah. Um, If you are called Andy, that's fine. Or Sarah. It's easy. It's easy. easy. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, we're we're obviously running out of time. If you uh, enjoy this, please like subscribe and if you can on your on whether you're watching it on youtube or on this new podcast can you please leave us a review and a rating it does actually help and um 
makes more people discover us. So all I've got to say also, now is thanks for listening. It also makes us feel happy about it, yes. doesn't it, as well? And uh, thank you, Sarah. Thank, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. And uh, we'll you. be back after Spa. Hurrah. Awesome.